Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Culture Pub Podcast. I am your host slash moderator. My name is Chris Lockhart, and I am joined on this episode by uh, two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? Hello, hello, hello. It is a rainy Friday, and we're doing okay. It is also rainy here. Um, Which is better than snowing. Which which is, like, I was thinking about this, it's better than dry. Because last summer we had a bunch of fires in our province. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, when uh, I met up with the Trek 1701 boys uh, for dinner on a Saturday night in July, it was so smoky you couldn't see the, the skyscrapers in Edmonton. And we were downtown. Well, and it's trippy because that time, that was here in the desert. We were at 30-something degrees, I think, 34, 35 degrees. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Some I'm rain's like, yeah. good, but not too much. Like, um, I know they were worried Calgary was going to my vegetables. Flood. Yeah. Yeah. That, Did yeah. you have, I heard that in Edmonton, I'm just squirreling because I know That's that a okay. friend of mine, nor- um, whoa, that was, uh, sorry, Star Wars. Um, there was, uh, a huge rainstorm and stuff and a bunch of my friends' gardens got tore up. Did were um, you guys involved in that? No, no, that, that missed us. Uh, but yeah, I heard about oh. it on the news, like the, the thunder and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't that bad here. Um. Well, you're lucky. Yeah, I, I lucked out. Um, and also on this podcast, we have Kevin Decent. How's the weather in your neck of the woods, Kevin? You know, I was just looking up when you guys, you two are mentioning the weather, and it's supposed to rain here on Tuesday. Ah. So, uh, considering our recording, it would not shock me if that's the same storm system. Yeah, probably. Probably. And it'll take that long to just move its way across the continent. Yep. Yep. Um, All right. Well, for this episode, this is part two of our Get to Know the Podcasters. Uh, So, for this episode... Uh, we're going to be getting to know Lillian and Kevin just a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, um, let's just get this party yeah, started. I find my notes. You know, we spent so long trying to film this thing that I lost all my notes. So this is me 
attempting to remember. <laughs> Wait, did you did you lose notes about your own life? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, I had to remember what you were asking. Otherwise, God knows, like I might actually mention something ridiculous, as if I don't always do that. <laughs> well, and I and at the end of the episode, I do have what I'm calling the flash questions, where uh, oh, you guys are not, not talk about. Uh, no, well, no. You, you guys are not prepared for this one because I didn't send these to you. So it's just I'm going to give you two choices. And the first thing that comes to your mind is what you pick. Okay. Okay. Um, but first, we'll go with the prepared questions. And Lillian, where did you grow up? Um, that's a really loaded question. So I was born in Prince Rupert, B.C., um, and then my mom, when I was three, we moved uh, to Manitoba. Oh. And then we moved back when I was five because I went to – no, wait. I started kindergarten in Manitoba. And then we moved to Prince George after that. Back, um, back. Okay. Yeah. And then we stayed in Prince George until I was six. My little brother was born. And then we moved to the Queen Charlotte Islets, Islands for two years. And then we moved back to Prince George. And then we stayed there for five years. And then we moved to the Okanagan. And then within the Okanagan, I have lived in four different cities, 16 different houses. And then for a brief stint, I lived in the UK for three years. But it's funny, when I think of where I grew up, um, it's like this weird mix of up until I was 12, it was BC, Manitoba, all over BC, and then to the Okanagan. Yeah. Well, the Okanagan is pretty awesome. Like that, That's a beautiful place to live. Um, it is. And, um, you know, my first memory of living here was, uh, oh, sorry, I just knocked my mic. Um, we were camping. We ended up moving down here with my stepdad and we didn't have a house yet. So we camped for like the summer in Asoyas. Okay. And that was something I wouldn't wish upon anyone. And nowadays it's so funny because you can't even camp at the same place we camped anymore because it's so such a high end tourist place. It's all like RVs now and mm-hmm. condos. But we lived, we camped for the first two months down here. Nice. Well, BC and Manitoba are two places that I don't, like, I haven't spent a lot of time. Um, But, I mean, you know, I I know of the Okanagan and and everything, so. Uh, But Manitoba, um, I've never been there. I've flown over it, but never actually been. Well, most of my aunts. Um, and my cousins all live in, in Winnipeg. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Kevin, yeah. uh, same question. Where did you grow up? So, because I'm going with grown up as in, like, what do I remember? <laughs> you know, um, my when my parents were still together, um, my dad was military. So... Uh, <laughs> New York, mm-hmm. like Long Island part of New York, um, Florida, uh, some base around Chicago area. But I don't remember any of that because I was too young. Okay. Um, so I have like a random memory of being a little kid and going for a walk when we were around Chicago. But I couldn't tell you, you know, anything about it. It's just earliest memory. I just remember walking, you know, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so... For growing up, for, you know, my actual childhood and early life and stuff, I remember, it was Watertown, New York, which no one knows what it is or where it is. 
Um, it's closer to Canada than to a major U.S. city. Okay. So it's that far up north in New York. Um, it would take about like 30 minutes to get to the border. Hmm. Um, hang on one second. So sorry. My kid is calling me. Let me just pause for oh, a second. Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right. Um, so Lillian, I'll, 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 I'll go back to you for a second. Um, I, I, you said you went to, you lived in a number of different places in the, uh, Okanagan. What, what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite place to live or was your favorite place to live? Um, probably Oliver where I live right now. Okay. I just love the community. I love the people. I love the feel of it. And I love that it's so close to the big cities. Um, oops, ouch. Stop knocking my microphone. I'm just moving around like a turtle here. Um, but no, I, I love it here. Growing up, Soyuz was too touristy. Okay, Falls was too small. Penticton's mm. just a special thing. Like, I run my Comic Con out of Penticton, but I would mm-hmm. not want to live there. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And, and just, Oliver, how, how big is it? Like, how many people? Well, we just broke a rat. We, um, it's funny. If, if There's this, like, rule that if you have under 5,000 people, you don't have to pay this special tax. And we just broke, now we're 5,050, I think. So now we have to pay oh. a special BC tax for more police. Oh, uh, everyone's okay. like, quick, kick them out of town. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there's 5,000 people here in Oliver. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's, uh... No, it's not too bad. Like, I don't know everybody. I know a lot of the people who are heavily involved in things. And most people know that if you need to find something nerdy, you come and talk to me. So. Okay. Well, that's right on. Um... All right, Kev, I see you're back. Yes, sorry. Uh, no, no, never apologize. Yeah, don't children. apologize, man. It's all good. Uh, but you were, yeah, you were you're talking about uh, where you grew up? Yep. So um, Watertown, where I grew up, is 30 minutes away from Canadian border. But Syracuse, which is probably like the next closest big city, mm-hmm. is about an hour drive. Oh, Okay. So growing up, I had um, show like TV stations out of Toronto and Kingston. Yeah, but also had like you know uh, New York City channels too. So you had the best of both so, worlds. I, I in a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So um, Watertown was mostly small for growing up, like around thirty thousand, thirty five thousand people, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the military base that's nearby. Uh, kept expanding and expanding and expanding. And so that brought more families and support staff and all sorts of other stuff with it. So if you count the military base, then we're talking like 60,000, maybe 70,000. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, so then it ends up being one of those situations where, okay, uh, the, the city officially has this many people, but here's all the towns and villages and, you know, other things surrounding it that have their own, you know, police and fire and school districts. So technically they're separate, mm-hmm. but it's one of those situations where, okay, I, I drove like five minutes, but apparently I'm in a whole other town. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like I'm somewhere different though, you know? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the same here. Like we're 30 minutes away from the American border. Um, the first town is the soy. you drive 15 minutes, you're in Oliver. You drive 15 minutes, you're on OK Falls. And we're very different ecosystems and cultures, but at the same time, we share schools and resources. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, and ours is super weird, too, because, like, I grew up in the city of Watertown. But technically, there's also a town of Watertown. You keep saying Watertown, and I'm just thinking of, like, 
a watership down or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> what? Oh, well, like like most cities and towns and you know population centers, it was right along from one of the rivers, so they had you know uh, mills and power plants and stuff like that along that river, and then the population grew around it. Oh, okay. But uh, the town of Watertown is technically a separate thing, even though it has a sa- the same name. Mm-hmm. So the taxes are completely different. Is it a mm-hmm. town, like an official town? Like, I think we're still, I don't think we're big enough. I think we're a town or a village, if I can't remember. Like, there's, like, different rules for how you class right. these things, right? Well, 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 that's the thing. There's both. So there's city of Watertown and town of Watertown. I just feel like Watertown should be like some amazing mythical place. Oh, oh no, it's not. And they you have, grew up in a place. <laughs> so when uh, it used to be that they were, they had a separation of like, you know, fields and farms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But where all of those were became the expansion. So that's where the mall and Walmart and Target and all of that stuff went. So now it's just one big city, but they still have their property codes and, and borders and stuff like that and different taxes. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. It's ridiculous. Um, Richard Grieco, who is on 21 Jump Street, is from mm-hmm. Watertown. And Vigo Mortensen is from Watertown. <gasps> no really? Huh. Yep. yep. Um, I. Do you know his mother? Do you know his aunt? A lot of people in town do, and he comes back to visit them. So that's trippy. Many years ago, I was working at Borders Bookstore when that chain was still around. Mm-hmm. And random guy was like, hey, I'm looking for this. I thought, oh, my gosh, I know exactly where that is. I just stocked it yesterday. Grab the book, hand it to him. And I said, you know, if you're interested in this, there's this other book series, too. He's like, oh, I've never heard of that. So we're talking and I'm giving all these ideas and everything. And. I get called up to uh, do backup for register. I said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm enjoying helping you. I'm enjoying this conversation. But uh, I just got called up to register. I said, no, no, not a problem. You know, you got a job to do. Go up to register. He happens to come up as one of my customers. Uh, and I'm I just talking to this person. It's just a customer, you know? Yep. And hands credit card to pay. And on the back of credit card, it says CID. So I asked to see the ID as is on the credit card. Mm-hmm. And over our headsets, I hear, oh, my God, Kevin just asked Vigo for his ID. And that was the first time. No! I, oh, yeah. So that was the first time I stopped. Like, it was just, you know, random customer in the store. Yeah. And, I mean, like it's it's all a blur. You don't really pay attention, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, God. Like, it was so obviously him. But, I like, I, I nothing was registering with me because, you know, you deal with hundreds of customers a day. Yeah. So he's like, I am so embarrassed. He goes, no, that's why it's on there, buddy. Don't worry. Like, he, he was chill with it. Because yeah. I guess if someone stole it, they'd want to make sure, right? Exactly. Exactly. So he was just like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, he just, he'll come up to visit family. That's crazy. I always, thought, so I always cool. thought he was British. That just kind of blows my mind. You know, I, I guess he's just one of those actors I've never, like, Wikipedia before. It's on Baywatch before. That really like I, I knew uh Jason Momoa was, but I didn't realize he was. Wow. Oh, I mean this is like yeah, early nineties. Yeah. Probably. Oh, the original you know. Baywatch. Yeah, when when he was still, you know, famous too. Um Yeah. So he brings her to Wartown, like walking through the mall and stuff like that. And all these people are like, What's Yasmin Bleeth doing here? Like 
had no clue who he was, <laughs> even though he's a local celebrity. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, sadly, st- stuff like that are a few little celebrity interactions are like the most that happens there. Um, and no one really knows of the area. Mm-hmm. So in a way, we're still quiet and protected and sheltered for, you know, good and bad reasons there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you can, you can raise a family. Most of the areas are quiet, you know, um, lots, you know, you got generations of families here and people that, you know, oh, I knew their parents. I knew their grandparents. I knew whatever, you know, we, we would ride our bikes as kids all over the place. We'd, you know, wander in and out of stores in downtown and no one, you know, had any concern. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also it's like, okay, but then you get to a point of what do you do? There's no pro sports teams in our entire area code. Not that I'm a sports person, but like, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, what are you going to go to? Yeah. Um, and then, oh, hey, there's a concert tonight I want to go see. All right, where is it? Well, it's a two-hour drive, and that's the closest anything like that's going to come. <laughs> and there's no mass transit yeah. system. <laughs> no, I feel you. It's the same. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I would love to go. But, you know, if you live in, like, Jersey, Pennsylvania, like, you know, uh, around New York City, okay, well, shit, even, like, if you live in Kingston, there's easy ways to get to Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know, if you live in New York City and within, like, a 200-mile circle around it, there's easy ways to get into the city for stuff and get back and not have to drive yourself. For us, for stuff, it's like, oh, I want to go to this concert, this game, this event, this whatever – but we need to plan it out because someone's going to have to drive two, three hours home at, starting at midnight. Yep. You know, so we're, one of my friends said, we, our area is too big to ignore, but too small to actually matter. Mm-hmm. And it really sums it up. Yeah. It, it, that's kind of the same way as it is here too. Like, you know, the, our, like the big city, using air quotes, Edmonton is a little over an hour for from where I live. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, and like we used to have a, the, like the Greyhounds, but but they don't run anymore. So I miss Greyhounds so much; it's not even funny. You know what? I never actually used one. Um, I know. My, I know. My... I've taken them across the country. They used to have like a buy one fair, get one free. Yeah. So when my siblings and I went to my cousin's wedding in Winnipeg, we paid for two tickets to, on the Greyhound, and then the other two siblings went free. And it was a three-day bus ride to Winnipeg. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, uh, I've my grandma used to use the Greyhound, and uh, I had an ex-girlfriend who lived in Flint. Uh, used, her family was in Flin Flon, Manitoba, so she used to use the Greyhound to go back home, but yeah. It's something like I, I, the bathrooms that it was hit or miss, or you'd be mm. terrified watching the bus driver. Is he going to fall asleep? But yeah. Ah, it's missed. Like they do have a bus system actually here in BC, and, and they do have one in Alberta, but it's not as extensive and they don't link up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, all right. So, uh, Lillian. Uh, yes, yes, me. Earliest pop culture property you liked as a kid? See, and I here's where I'm stuck. 
Like, are we talking about? And I was looking at it. I'm going, okay, earliest pop culture property that I was like, like as a kid mm-hmm. would definitely have to be either a toss up between Astro Boy and Gem and the Holograms. Okay. Um, and so I used to have, I had like an Astro Boy. Um, pretty sure I had like a little something. I don't remember. But when I think about, that was my first. One of the first things I ever remember thinking, I really like this. Like, I had a Rainbow mm-hmm. Bright um, lunchbox thing, and I hate, or as a purse, and I hated it. I was not a fan of Rainbow Bright, but I owned a Rainbow Bright purse, and I think I kept that purse since until I was like 20. Um, mm-hmm. But I never actually watched Rainbow Bright. Um, so when it comes to that, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, definitely a toss up. I think I'm pretty sure I had something Astro Boy, or I had something that I, I, I don't think I ever had anything official gem in the holograms, but I had like I drew it a lot, and I like pretty sure if I I, th- I might have had a coloring book. I think I might have had a coloring book. Yeah, excellent. Those were my favorite. Those were just my absolute favorite. All right, and Kevin, same question to you. What was the earliest pop culture property you liked as a kid? I mean, I think the earliest, you know, for for the memories and sticking with it and everything has got to be G.I. Joe for me. But, like, my brother and I both absolutely loved it. Um, you know, you got to plan out your after school. I think it was usually on at, like, 3 or 3.30. Oh, okay. And we got out of school at 2.10. So we had to make sure we were home in time, even for the repeats. But we watched every single episode multiple times. Um, We had more G.I. Joe toys than anything else. But I think my mom, like, enjoyed G.I. Joe more as well. So she'd be more happy to get us a G.I. Joe than, like, a He-Man or, you know, Transformer or whatever. Um, Because she was, like, in, in her mind you can do anything with G.I. Joe's. Mm -hmm. You could have any adventure. You could take it anywhere. You could do anything, you know, for play. But she felt like He-Man was kind of like, well, it takes place in this one area and there's only so much you can do. Transformers, you know, you transform them and then that's kind of like all you can do with them. But we had like elaborate G.I. Joe battles and setups and adventures and stuff. Like we would just take over an entire room you know, just take over the living room and, you know, there's, there's some of them up high on a, you know, on a TV stand or something. And that would be, you know, the mountain. Yeah. And, and we would, you know, like if there was a blue rug or something, that'd be the ocean. And we'd bring out like, you know, the boats or the people that could dive or whatever for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one year, like some GI Joes got lost outside because we had to have a snow mission. So then when all the snow finally melted, we finally found the toys again. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean, absolutely obsessed and loved them. I, I remember, you know, watching stuff, you know, watching or reading or being into stuff when I was younger. But it was things, you know, I see I see it now with my kid. Oh, you're really into something, but, like, for a couple months. And then it's gone. Yeah. And usually, usually it's after you, you know, I as the parent or, you know, my parents when I was younger. It's usually after money has been spent. Yeah. Then they don't care about it anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so glad I wasted that money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, G.I. Joe is definitely the one for me. And I, I liked 
Muppets when I saw it and Bugs Bunny and, you know, all the 80s cartoons and, you know, Scooby-Doo and everything else. I was just, you know, pop culture obsessed from an early age. Yep. But for the thing that stuck with me and I have the most memories of watching and having friendships based on it, too. I, I don't know if you two were ever like that, but I remember in school, it's like, oh, you watch that cartoon, too? Cool. Let's be best friends. That that was all it took. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, like for myself, I I I mean I love the GI Joe cartoons. I still love them. I don't know if you've re- if you read that comic book series that they just put out the Saturday I've, morning. I've been buying it, but I haven't sat down to read it yet. Oh, it's fantastic cuz they do it so well. It looks like the cartoon. You can hear the the the, the actors, uh, you know, that did the voices. It's so awesome. Um, like it, it's so awesome. I'm actually gonna buy it. Like when it comes out on in physical, because I buy mine digitally. I'm gonna buy mm-hmm. like the collected version because I, you know, it's just it's fantastic. Um, but it didn't air locally for us. So for like when I was growing up, um, He Man was really big because it it actually aired on one of the local stations. Um, so like yeah, my my friends and I would uh, you know you know meet up and you know our action figures would um, you know you'd bring your he he brings his you bring yours and um, I remember my buddy Tyler I actually used to borrow some of his He Man's because he had, you know he would have ones I didn't have and and vice versa um, but unfortunately GI Joe like it just I liked it the cartoon but. I, you know, we had to rent the videos like we didn't, it didn't air. Um, cause yeah, like that's something that I, that unfortunately where I lived, we kind of missed out on that. Like the whole, you know, after school cartoon block. Um, cause they, they just didn't have that up here. Um, I remember my cousin Tyler when we used to go to his house cause he used to have, you know, they used to have cable um, cause they live in Red Deer and, uh, I remember watching with him, you know, GI Joe and Transformers and He-Man after school. And I remember thinking this was the best thing ever, you know, he was so lucky to live in Red Deer and, and I just lived in a little Hickburg Fort Assiniboine. So, well, you know, I think you, I think you make an interesting point there for, your access to it and how mm-hmm. often you get to enjoy it is definitely a part of it. Yep. Like I loved star Wars when I was a kid too. And, and actually I kind of went back and forth on which one I was going to pick at, for an answer for this question. But star Wars at the time, we didn't have the VHS. Mm-hmm. You, you could maybe rent them from this, you know, video rental store, but they were on, you know, maybe once or twice a year, the movies would be on TV and, yep. and you know, heavily advertised. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, Mom, I have to watch it that night. You know, like it was planned out. And I had, you know, the, when I was younger, the Kenner toys were still coming out. Mm-hmm. Like we were, we were at like Power of the Force point where, you know, we're just re-releasing the same toys, but they have like a coin in them now or something like that. I forget what that line was called. Yeah. And I loved it. And I, you know, cherish all the Star Wars toys I still have. But it was kind of special in a way too. I'm, I'm getting what I can get. that's still being released in, you know, 85, 86 when Jedi was in 83. 
Um, it's on maybe once, twice a year. But G.I. Joe was every weekday. Yeah. And tons of toys. And I, and I think the other thing that pushed G.I. Joe over, and I don't, I don't know if you ever saw this, not only did they have the Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. but those Marvel Comics were advertised with commercials during cartoons. So they would be like, in issue 56 of G.I. Joe, and it'd be a cartoon of stuff that happened in that issue, like a quick little 30-second extra cartoon done in very similar style to the actual cartoon, but showing what's happening, you know, on in that issue. And then yeah. pick it up wherever comics are sold. And I was like, oh, my God. And, it, you know, that's never been done before or since, really. Mm-hmm. It added something else. Okay, you've... you've uh, watch the G.I. Joe cartoon, but you can only watch that, you know, once a day if you're lucky. Yeah. But you might go to, you know, Walden Books or a grocery store, convenience store, and see a spinner rack of comics, and there's some G.I. Joe on there, too, to further the adventure. Yep. And the Star Wars comics, like, I think they were still coming out then, but it just wasn't the same thing. No. Yeah, those G.I. Joe comics are pretty awesome. Like, yeah, like, I didn't see the commercials or anything, but I remember you know, picking up those comic books too. And, and he, and even now, like it, you know, going back, like I, I think it's IDW is re-releasing the collected editions of them. Yeah. And they're still great to, to pick up and read like Larry Hama, you know, he just did an amazing job. Um, he really is kind of like the creator of GI Joe because like the cartoons used his, bi- you know, his biographies that he created you know, the you know, obviously he was writing the comic book. You know, like it's yeah, pretty pretty amazing guy. But yeah, that that cross promotion was just outstanding. Like you you know you don't really you don't yeah like you said you don't see that, especially now. No. Um. All right. So next question: Your favorite pop culture franchises right now, and Lillian. What are your favorite pop culture franchises right now? You're still muted if if you're answering. Oh, maybe she had to step away. So, Kevin, we'll we'll switch to you. No, sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, go ahead. I was listening to you guys, and then I zoned out for a second. So, so. What are your favorite pop culture franchises right now, Lillian? Oh, goodness me. Um, well, it's funny because they're watching Marvel in the background right now. And <laughs> so they're watching Miss Marvel. I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of the multiverse and all that. So I'm like, it's one of my favorite things, just the mm-hmm. lore behind it. And I mean, as we went through our, um, you know, therapy session with Doctor Strange, um, you know, I love being able to nitpick this world and the fact that it's bringing something that I read as a kid in some places into mm-hmm. something more present and a lot of stuff I didn't get to read as a kid so now I get to go back and read it and find out more about it um I'm also loving the Umbrella Academy more than I can say and it drops soon and I'm stupidly excited yeah um I've never read the comics though and apparently I need to um let me know if that's too loud I'll yell at them um but uh that's kind uh that's one that I've currently am really and it's funny because like my brain is when I think of pop culture, I'm like, well, 
I love K-dramas. Uh, now Korean dramas are cool to like, so they're mm-hmm. giving us even more of them. So I'm just binging these nonstop. Yeah. Um, although I've been watching them since before it was cool, and everyone made fun of me for watching foreign shows. And they're like, I don't understand how you can watch this. I'm like, it's amazing. Shut up. Yeah. Um, I'm like, hmm. I'm pretty basic, I think, like that. I mean, I basically... There's nothing really... I don't know. I have to like. It's a weird thing to say because I like everything. Yeah, I'm excited but... about everything half the time. So like, new Jurassic World movie, yay! Jurassic Park. I love Jurassic Park. Um, or it'll be like, hey, we've got a new anime coming out. I'm like, oh yay! My favorite anime is rebooting. Or so I, I pretty much I, I kind of I mean, I'm very excitable. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about things Lily's not into, which is like Grey's Anatomy. I've never been a big pop culture thing like that. Soap operas um, have not been able to get into the new season of The Boys. It's actually I made the mistake of watching the first 20 minutes of the new season and almost vomited. Um, So, I mean, that's not (laughs) something I'm into right now. Um. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like with Ragnar and I, like, yeah, there were so many things that we were listing off that, you know, it, it, it. it, yeah, it, it's really hard to, you know, lock down, you know, just one or two. Like, there's so many great things out there. Uh, Kevin. Well, I know I'm definitely, like, um, when you say, like, right now, mm-hmm. and I'm going through all the stuff that I watch, I, it really is a wide a wide array of things that are at our fingertips now. Whereas before, mm-hmm. like, Kevin, when you mentioned having, like, someone advertising a movie and all of a sudden you had to make time to watch that or you had to record it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you you had a limited amount of time. Like, I remember my mom recording all the James Bond movies, which I love, and it was like we, ha- we had to record them on VHS because it was our- we never really get to watch them again unless we rented them from the movie store or we bought them. So I think we're spoiled nowadays because if I feel like – we just got Crave, and I'm like, oh, the original Sailor Moon's on there. Oh, my goodness, I've been binge-watching Sailor Moon. Like, um, same with we've been watching Friends. So, I mean, it really is it, – it depends um, on what you're in the mood for, and you have mm-hmm. such an amount at your fingertips. Like, we watch NCS, NCIS with my son every night. And so that's an old, old show, but we – I mean, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Excellent. Um, Kevin, what's your favorite pop culture franchises right now? I'll say, isn't NCIS still going on? I think it is, um, but we are, like, on season three or four, I think. So we're still, like, we're baby NCIS still. Yeah. So, and then we're going to have to pause it, because when my son goes away for a couple months after he graduates, of course we're not going to watch it without him. No, no. Yeah, I, I got up to season eight maybe my ex was watching it um so we watched it together for a while um but the it's still a procedural and my problem with those because i've i've watched so many and i enjoy it while i'm watching them but the longer they go the more i realize i'm like i don't know characters names and i've watched like a hundred episodes mm-hmm <laughs> But I, I also don't care because I'm just doing the mystery of the week, too. Yep. Exactly. No. Um, I mean, I know who Abby is for NCIS because I, mean, I love her so I much. <laughs> no. um, so I my favorites now, I mean, it, like part of it's obvious, you know, the stuff I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. But 
I think the overall um, similarity is I'm really enjoying things that are embracing their fans. Yep. So what I mean is like, all right, Marvel has so much going on. And yeah. honestly, like in a way, like it's it, it's almost work to stay up to date on all the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. In a way, like I, I still haven't finished Moon Knight. Um, I'm waiting till this weekend to watch episode two of Miss Marvel. Know, That's what's I on know. right now in the background. <laughs> and so episode one, I was very bored with. So now episode two, I'm like, it's a really bad time for me to have done this podcast. This is actually not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you enjoy it. Well, I, I love episode one of Ms. Marvel, and watching it with my kid, I think, made it matter more. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing stuff, because now I'm old enough to see the parents' perspective on stuff. Yeah. And Ms. I'm jumping around here a little bit, but uh, Ms. Marvel, what I really liked was, I can agree with Kamala, and I can agree with her mom. I can see both sides of this, and they did so such a good job showing both of their reasons. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, what a great family show this is going to be. And then Moon Knight was something totally different. Loki was something totally different. And and WandaVision, something totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, But it all embraces it. There's stuff that we see that's like, oh my God, that's from the comic. I can't believe that's in here. Oh, that's a reference back to this show, this movie, whatever. Like it rewards the fandom. Yeah. You don't feel like you don't feel like you should be embarrassed because you saw it all. Um, I love wrestling as well. WWE, not the other story that's going on with them right now, but WWE seems to almost crap on wrestling and enjoying wrestling and fans wanting to see certain things. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're almost mocking it. But you have other companies. Um, All Elite is like the number two in the U.S. right now. You have indies that something will happen and you'll hear the announcers go, oh, my God. These two are feuding because of this thing that happened in another company like last year. But they know that their geeky level of fans know that. Mm-hmm. So let's like we don't have to pretend. We don't have to pretend that we don't know what's going on because it didn't take place in this building. Yeah. Like we're all on the internet. We all see stuff. We're we're all fans. Let's roll with it. So it rewards for it. Um, and, and then I was thinking, you know, there's so much like a Chippendales Rescue Rangers, that new movie, Ready Player One, stuff like that. It's hey, we all like this stuff and we all have these pop culture touchstones and these things we all know. So instead of running away from it, let's embrace it Mm -hmm. for it. Um, Even uh, going into music. So my favorite band right now is Ghost. And it is just like, hey, what if we did Kiss and Alice Cooper and all this other stuff and updated it for the 2020s? But they're embracing all that stuff that came beforehand, too, and there's a lot of shorthand in it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, awesome. It's a theater shorthand. It's building on these other things. And you always have to have, like, something, quote, scary in rock music. And, you know, then decades later, Alice Cooper is playing golf. And you know, it's hard to imagine how, you know, parents hated him at some point. Yeah. But I, I, I think I just love the ones that 
can do that. And I've had numerous coworkers, you know, ex-girlfriends, friends, whatever, point out that my shorthand ends up being pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier for me to say, hey, did you ever see this show? Did you ever watch this movie? That's how I feel right now, or that's what I'm going through. That's what this situation is like. Yeah. As opposed to actually living in the real world and discussing it that way. I'll use these touchstones instead. And if someone's on the same wavelength as me and gets it, it works. Mm-hmm. But, but numerous times people have said, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Excellent. Um, all right. So the next question, uh, Lillian, what is your favorite yes. movie? Oh, really? Oh, good grief. This is an <laughs> evil question, like pure evil, a level of evil that I cannot even express. Like, ah, how do I describe that? Let's see now. Um, oh, dear God. So it's like asking me what my favorite movie is. And then all of a sudden I'm like, which genre? Are we talking animated? Are we talking live action? Like, oh, this is impossible. But I think the movie I've probably watched, it's a toss up movie. I've watched like a million times. Mm-hmm. I've got five. Um, so it's like. The Princess Bride, Speed, Ever After, Aladdin the Cartoon, and probably Beauty and the Beast, the live action. Those ones currently are the top five that are coming to my brain that I could probably stop, never stop watching. Oh, 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 if we add on a few, let's, also wait, let's add on Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, the musical. Let's add that on there. Oh, oh, and the unsinkable Molly Brown. That's one has got to go. All right. Maybe. I don't know. I think it depends on the mood I'm in, but those are movies I've probably watched over 50, 60, 70 times. At least once every three months, probably. Yeah, okay. That's about good. That's a good answer. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, (laughs) Kevin, your favorite movie? Um, I mean, much like Lillian's, kind of hard to pin down just one. Um, And I end up having uh, like rotating lists, too. I am not yeah. alone. I love this. I'm not alone. I am not crazy. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. No. Yeah, because I'll end up doing, you know, top fives for things because I can't narrow it down yeah. much more. But then I end up doing a top five because I was the perfect age to watch High Fidelity when that came out. And so I started doing all of my stuff as top fives for life. And so High Fidelity was on, like, my top five list of movies for a while, too, because it kind of helped the way I thought and growing up and the age I was at the time. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of needed like a rotating Kevin Smith spot. There were times when clerks was very important to me or mall rats or chasing Amy or dogma. Mm -hmm. And what movie ended up in my top five would kind of depend on what was going on in the moment. (laughs) Um, I would always put star Wars in there just because I mean, that'd be the biggest movie of my youth by far, but then over the last 10 years, it's kind of like rotating Marvel spot. Mm-hmm. And that depends. Some, You know, sometimes it's the movie that I'm most excited for or want to watch again, and sometimes it's, you know, my kid and I have watched this a hundred times, so it's my favorite movie just because it's the movie we watch all the time together. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean it's the best one or anything, but it has that. Um. Princess Bride, if it's on, whether it's started in 10 minutes ago or only has 10 minutes left, I'll stop. And I love you so much for saying it. that. Like, 
And then, like, my favorite one that no one knows, there's an indie movie. God, it's probably, like, 20 years old now. Uh, it's called The Tao of Steve. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I haven't so, thought about that movie in so long. Yeah. So it stars Donald Logue, who was on Gotham as Bullock. And he was on a sitcom for a while called Grounded for Life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's this unlikely ladies' man because he's he's disheveled, he's slovenly, he's sloppy. Yeah, but he knows how to talk to women. So the idea is that he has studied philosophy, and instead of using it to you know solve the world's problems or you know have great deep thoughts, it's studying the works of Plato and Aristotle and everyone else to sweet talk women into bed yeah um so then the the idea of how steve is like steves are cool steve mcqueen yeah you know like <laughs> that steves are cool people and th- this is what cool people do and this is how i get the ladies and you know stuff happens in the movie and all but it was just that like college age you know deep thoughts uh, era of myself an era that a lot of us went through it mm-hmm. was such a good movie and the fact that no one knew about it too and it was so indie it was like oh well this is just it you know you you don't know you don't know you're not cool enough to know this stuff but i am yeah <laughs> that that crazy blissful pre-kids pre-marriage pre-everything attitude yeah i'll have to check that out i i do like that actor um He's so good in it, too. Oh, what else? That's why I followed him through other stuff. He was in Blade Trinity, I think, or Blade One, one of the Blades he was in. Yeah. And wasn't he? Was he in Sons of Anarchy or something like that? I can't remember. Maybe. Um, I don't know. That doesn't seem right. But no, he was in something like that. Yeah. But uh, excellent. Um, all right. So next question. Favorite place to vacation? Lillian, where, where do you like to vacation? If, if your favorite place, it doesn't necessarily have to be a place that you go to regularly, but a place you've been or you want to go. Cause you, I know you already live in a very nice place, you know, in BC in the Okanagan, but is there anywhere else you, you want to go? Um, honestly, like we have a cabin up at Silver Star Mountain and it's probably one of my favorite places to go. Um, I, we don't even ski, but it's so nice to go up there and just, it's beautiful and it's quiet and it's gorgeous and it's amazing. And then, um, if I had to pick somewhere else, I honestly, I would love to go back to the Queen Charlotte Islands. Um, it's just stunning and it's somewhere that, is just so peaceful, peaceful, and so just. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's it's just beautiful. It's just amazing, and it's so calming, and it's just somewhere I'd love to go back to. Excellent, excellent. And Kevin, your favorite place to vacation? You know, I'm I'm kind of realizing as Lillian gives her answer, there's a difference between like vacation you know, vacation doing things and vacation somewhere calm and peaceful. Mm-hmm. 
like you know there's vacation to have a, a trip and go somewhere and then there's vacation to like take a break from the world um right now one of the things like if i was to go on vacation do something whatever right now i need to do a new york city trip so badly i haven't I love New York City. Um, I lived in Jersey for a little while, so I got to go over all the time. But I probably haven't been in, like, 15 years, maybe longer. And, like, Manhattan just makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can wander around, and I feel comfortable. I know a lot of people hate it, and a lot of people can't deal with it. But I've always just felt comfortable wandering around. And, all right, let's go down the side street and see what I can find. And, you know, oh, here's a random bookshop and here's random slice of pizza. That's like the best one you've had in your life. <laughs> yeah. Fun stuff like that. Um, for like relaxing. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the States, so we don't get, you know, like vacation time, like the rest of the world really does. <laughs> so yeah, I end up feeling guilty for taking time off. Mm-hmm. Like right now, like I'm uh, right now, I'm thinking, okay, I got two things I want to do between now and September. Uh, can I arrange my time off for it and not get crap for it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's just, you know, the way that we are here, unfortunately. But the funny thing is, though, to go back to the connection with Canada, um, I'll randomly sometimes, and I won't even tell anyone. But I'll have a day, nothing's going on or anything. And I'm further now. I used to be just half hour away from the border. Now I'm like two hours away. Mm -hmm. But there's, along the St. Lawrence River, there's so many little towns in New York that are along there. You can see across to Canada. You can see the boats going back and forth, you know, all the shipments and stuff. But you get a breeze. It's calm. It's nice. It's not really like, I mean, it's warm, but it's not. You know, oh my God, sweaty, disgusting. Yeah. And so many of these places are just nice communities and they have benches and the Adirondack chairs and picnic tables. Can I just give you props for saying Adirondack properly? (laughs) I did grow up around here. But like I've, I've taken these trips and like not even told anyone and I'll just sit there and kind of hang out and just not deal with anything for a little bit mm-hmm. and just relax for it. And it's also, I mean, like when, when I was growing up, my mom didn't have a ton of money. So we would do, you know, cheap vacations, cheap trips, not cheap trick. But we like one of the things we would do is drive to Lake Placid. Which had uh, was uh, the Olympics were there in 1980 and sometime before that too. I forget what year. So you still have all sorts of stuff there, but really it's just like a mountain quiet tourist town. So you know, here's this tiny little independent bookstore here. Here's you know just a path through the woods. Here's the leaves changing, and it was just so calm and peaceful. And I remember doing that when I was a kid. And for my mom, she's out the gas the gas and buying us something for lunch and maybe like a book, you Mm -hmm. know? So out nothing overall. And now it's just, you know, it's probably my childhood for that coming back. Like this helps me feel relaxed because that's what we did when I was younger. Yeah. 
So is it is it that I really want to go to a quiet, you know, um, mountain town, or is it that I want to feel like a kid and have less stress? <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably both. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't feel guilty for taking time off. Like we all, we definitely all need to take time for ourselves. Um, and, and I mean, it, it's kind of like that in Canada too, but it's not, I, I've been lucky, um, with my employers, um, cause basically since I've been 20 years old, I've had vacation time, um, that I've been able to use. So I, you know, and this, my current employer is actually really good for letting me take time off when I, you know, need it or want it. Uh, my other one, we had to like plan out our holidays like in January um which really sucked because you know then something cool would come up and you couldn't take that time off um because somebody else had it but you know uh but yeah I've been very lucky that way but uh anyway uh both both you guys that's on a great vacation spots um so let's move on to share a geek story involving you. Um, so Lillian, do you have any uh, geek stories that you can share with no, us? No, none. None? <laughs> none. Never. I need to narrow this one down a little bit. Like, what type of geek story? I've got so many. Oh, dear Lord. Um... It's funny, actually, you know, I'll, uh, what, the first one that comes to mind is uh, I used to work in an ice cream shop mm-hmm. and this mom came in with her daughter and I was 22, I think. And like I said, I had an obs- I, I've been watching Asian drama since before it was cool. And this mom came in with her daughter and her daughter had the coolest, pretty sure it was like a Studio Ghibli bag or something. And her and I were talking about something and, and her mom made this comment and it was one of those like half-mocking, snarky comments, because obviously the mom had didn't understand and didn't think it was cool. Yeah. And her daughter made this face, and I was like, oh, man. So I said something, and her daughter said something, and all of a sudden we both, at the exact same time, freaked out, because we knew we were talking about a, a, a Japanese show called Hana Yuri Dango, and we just got animated, and it was amazing, and the vibe completely just broke, and her mom all of a sudden was like, wait, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, oh, it's this amazing show about this and this and this. And she's like, oh, how come you never told me about this? And her daughter's like, you've never been interested. And the mom was like, oh, well, why don't you show me? And she was – this daughter ended up being – she had her, the mom paid and, and went to the car. And the daughter's like, I don't know what you just did, but that was magical. Thank you. And she left. And I remember thinking, wow, the power of geeks. Yeah. Or the power of finding your tribe and showing someone that it's not that weird or coming at it from a different angle. And that was probably one of my favorite moments. And I still think about it to this day of how, you know, the the, the ability to have a community is just a beautiful thing. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and, and I, yeah, it's so, so awesome when something you like, um, you know, transcends, you know, borders or, ages or or whatever um uh, real quick back in 2001 i went to germany for a couple weeks um to visit a friend uh and anyway we went to this um dance competition that uh, she wanted to go see 
and I, you know, I really like the band Sublime, and my sister bought me a Sublime t-shirt uh, for Christmas or whatever, so I'm in Germany wearing the Sublime t-shirt, and I, I, I kind of look over, and, and uh, I see this guy, like, staring at me, and I'm like, what, what's up with, what, you know, what's, what's he looking at? And then he kind of pointed at his shirt, meaning like he was looking at my shirt. And then he like gave me like, a, I don't know, like a, like a thumbs up or, you know, like a little, you know, nod or whatever. It's like, he obviously was a Sublime fan, liked my shirt, but because, you know, he probably didn't speak English or anything like that, you know, that's all we needed was just that, you know, thumbs up and, and nod to, to acknowledge that we both liked the same thing. Um, Kevin. Uh, do you have any uh, geek stories you want to share? I feel like all of my close relationships now are because of being a geek and having different stories for things. Excellent. Like one of my best friends, um, we were moving. My mom bought a new house. She was still at work. So after school, I the houses were close enough that you could walk back and forth. So it was after school, and I would take, um, you know, my backpack and a couple other bags, mm-hmm. and I would load up stuff from one house, and I would carry it to the other one. <laughs> and one of my uh, guy that I barely knew back then. Like, we had friends in common, but we weren't mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. He happened to drive by. He goes, what the hell are you doing? Are you running away from home? Because, you know, I'm just carrying bags down the street. Yeah. And I told him, I said, no, no, we're moving. We're doing this. And he said, oh, well, I'm on my way somewhere right now, but um, I have a car. Why don't I just help you tomorrow? Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. You know, and I mean, we knew each other, but we weren't friends really or anything. Yeah. So he stops over next day to help, and that's when he saw all of my wrestling stuff. Yeah. And he said, oh, my God, you got to stop over. So I stop over his house, and he has a ton of wrestling stuff, too. Nice. So then we ended up bonding over that. Yeah. Um, Like, when I went to college and meeting people that I can make a pop culture joke and they get it, and then I'll make a reference and they'll say, oh, I don't get that, but let me learn. And now we're discovering, you know, or they would make a reference. I said, what's that from? And now I know about a movie I didn't know about before or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like just, you know, we're discovering stuff between the two of us because now we weren't embarrassed to be geeks for things mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. Um, when uh, th- this past year I did a trip to visit my dad and I went to a giant comic store. And I was talking to the staff and I was asking questions and we're interacting. And now we're all like following each other on Instagram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my dad is losing it. He's like, I have never seen you in your own element like that. Just talking to people, open, animated, excited. He's like, I've never seen that side of you. Yeah. I, I thought, well, when would you like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've gone to baseball games. I, I, I'll say I have a respect for it. I get it because my family's a baseball fan, but I don't care. Yeah. You know, like I'm not caring about football games or going golfing or stuff like that, but I was in my element. That was the first time he had seen that and was just like, oh my God, this is you. Yeah. Like it, it was like it was the first time he saw me and that was getting to do that through 
a geek lens. Yeah, really. Um, but I mean, I'm more, you know, I'm I'm more open talking like with you, other people I've podcasted with, mm-hmm. you know, because it's that geek world, and I'm more comfortable. Even like, uh, you know, I'll be at work, I'll be, um, you know, out in public, I'll be doing something for family. And I kind of always have my guard up and I can't, you know, let it down a little bit. Yeah. But then I go to something for comics or wrestling and I'm silly for stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like I, I got such a reaction. So I, I try to do it every time now and I shouldn't. But um, I was at a WWE show mm-hmm. and in my element, so I can goof around and be silly. And I yell out in the middle of this crowd. I said, can everyone stop, please? I've lost my friend. Can anyone tell me if they've seen him? He is white in his 30s and wearing a black T-shirt. I'm sure they'll be very easy to find at the show. <laughs> and people just losing it. Oh, for dear. It. Yeah, but I'm just like, I'm in my element for that geek world. I, I almost feel like I had, um, what was I doing? I, I was going to a show um i was leaving work at four this is a couple months ago i was gonna leave work at four drive home change get my bag have one of my friends pick me up we're picking up other people driving like three hours to spend the night seeing a wrestling show the next day driving back sunday like this whole packed weekend of stuff yeah and around like two o'clock on friday i had a co-worker go um who is this I said, what do you mean, who is this? She's like, this is not you. This is not who I'm used to. Yeah. Who is this? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm already in this mindset of I'm about to hang out with my friends and I'm about to do all this stuff. Yeah. And and apparently that's a different person. And I never realized it before, but she flat out called me out on that. She's well, like, you're in this- your comfort zones. You're not. <laughs> I definitely think that when you have when you enjoy things that in the past, if any point you'd ever made, been made fun of mm-hmm. when you're in your oh. element with people who are like-minded, it definitely is that freeing ability to have, have to worry about silencing yourself or toning it down a bit, you know? Oh, no. When I, when I think of how much I was picked on for reading comics and, and mm-hmm. like in certain things when I was younger and now, you know, the same people that bullied me in school are now going to see these movies and, you know, got their freaking T-shirts and tattoos and stuff like that. I'm like, you do realize the irony here, right? Yep. yep. You do understand. And I mean, like, I'm not going to gatekeep the more the merrier for it. I'm just like, yep. how ironic, though. It is, yep. Makes me chuckle because as a female, I was always this anomaly around certain men because I could understand what they were talking about which also unfortunately opened the door to some very awkward interactions because it was, ooh, a girl. Ooh, a nerd girl. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, have you seen um, Nice Guy uh, on Twitter and it's got a little TM for trademark on it? Yep. And yeah, all these people, they're like, oh, what's going on? Hi, how are you today? What's up? You're cute. Uh, I don't need to talk to you. Oh, you're such a bitch. Yeah, pretty much I the way just, it goes. Yeah, I was just trying to be nice. <clears throat> no, you weren't. <laughs> no. Excellent. Um, all right. So next up, our 
your pet peeves. Lillian, what are what are your pet peeves? <gasps> oh, well, I have a long list, but are we talking about geeky pet peeves? Uh, whatever you want. It, it doesn't like, matter. Honest, I don't know. I think um, I hate it when my I hate it when I can guess a mystery while I'm watching a mystery movie before it's done. Mm. I hate it when I think I could do it better even. Um, I don't like it when movies take – I can understand that some movies take liberties, but when they completely destroy books, it drives me insane. Or they change the endings and then it just is stupid. Yeah. Um, I don't like it when they make characters one-dimensional and ridiculous. Uh, and you sit there going, who talks like this? Like, this entire movie or book would not exist if people had just had a conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I covet things way too rationally. Um, I don't like it when they start something and then they cancel it after so many seasons or no seasons. That makes me really sad when I get really upset. Yep. Um, I don't like it when you can't find number one in a series in a bookstore and you you really want to start that book series, but they don't have number one. I think it should be mandatory that all bookstores start chronologically. Yeah. In numbers. Yeah. Especially with, with manga. I find mm-hmm. going to pick up, a, you know, because every once in a while I'll do it like a city trip or whatever. And, and my daughter's really into manga and she'll say, you know, pick me up something. So I want to pick up something new for her, but so many series don't start with one, you know, like, cause they, they just don't have them there, I guess, you know. Well, and there's a shortage right now. So like, I've been trying to get my daughter Haikyuu number four for six months, pretty oh, okay. much. Yeah. And it's unavailable. <clears throat> so yeah, it's not fun. No, but yeah, no. that's pretty much me. Um, those are most of my basic pet peeves, and I'll immediately stop watching a show or reading a book or just anything. I'm just – I can't do this. My brain cannot process this properly. This is just stupid, and I get just physically angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nor- normally I'm, I'm like that, but, yeah, sometimes I'm a sucker for punishment, like, um, especially when and I – To be fair, I was watching Deep Blue Sea 3 yesterday, and I knew it was going to be bad, but I still kept watching. Yeah. Well, it's like like with me with Star Trek Picard, like season two, I was like, ugh, this is so bad. But, you know, every once in a while you'd see, you know, like John Delancey shows up and it's awesome. And, you know, and then it's like, oh, yeah, this show sucks, except for him. Um, But, you know, it's it's like one of those things like you got you have to watch it in order to be have a right to bitch about it, I think, sometimes. It's like voting, right? Like if 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 uh, you don't like what your government's doing, if you didn't vote, you don't really have a right to bitch about it. Um, it's kind of the way I feel like when it comes to the pop culture stuff. Like if you're gonna complain about something, you know, but you don't invest in like invest in it or whatever. But anyway, I'm 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 rambling on. Kevin, uh, what are your pet peeves? Oh man. Um, creators that purposely go left, not for any actual reason of plot or any point, but only because, well, the audience thinks we're going right, so we'll go left. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, but sometimes the story is still supposed to go right, and you don't have to go left. 
Yeah. But do you think expectations, like, when you think of shows or stuff like that, do you think expectations that are heavily weighted should be taken into consideration or not? Like, do you think the pressure on an author, like, would it be easier if they were anonymous and people's opinions were not, <laughs> they didn't know about them? Well, okay, there's, there's certain things for it. So, um, oh, okay. Long walk. Um, months ago, uh, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, was going to have a new woman debut. Mm-hmm. And the fans start cheering and chanting this woman's name before she's come out, before she's yeah. been announced. It's still a secret. No one officially knows who's coming out. But then she was the one that came out. And during their media call later on, they asked the the writer for it. They said, well, when did you pick her? Why did you pick her? He's like, the audience in the buildings and on the Internet for months have said, they hope she's the one that debuts. Mm-hmm. Why would I give them what they wanted? He's like, yeah, I could have gotten many other women as a surprise, but the audience wanted this. Yep. So why wouldn't I give my audience what they want? It's so simple, but people don't do it. But like us willing the three um, Spider-Men pointing at each other scene. Yep. Well, yep. okay. Um, Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. Hey, here's the story for 7. Okay, what are you going to do for eight? Well, I know it looks like here's where they're going, but I don't like that idea, so I'm going to go all the way in this other direction. So yeah. now these two movies make no sense. Okay, what are you going to do for nine? Well, I want to go back to what they're doing for seven, but this pesky movie eight is here in the middle, so nothing makes sense because we had to go against the audience. Yep. Um, My most hated one... And Lillian, you weren't you weren't on this yet, so I don't know if you've heard the rant or not. But my most hated one for this is Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. Mm. Oh, he has come out later because people are like, "This movie's beautifully shot. It looks amazing. It could have been something," and you just fumbled and dropped it and then buried the ball and destroyed it and like you fucked up so hard Mm -hmm. how how did you mess up so bad and he's like well because everyone thought it was gonna end like that like this so i had to do something different no you didn't you could have maybe actually had something here yep and instead it's an embarrassment and it's just like it's my biggest example of you could have had this amazing movie, female empowerment, something that'd be discovered for many years and always have a new group for it, cosplay, merchandise, all sorts of stuff. Instead, you drop it so hard, it's the most misogynistic fantasy story in a generation. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it so much. <laughs> um, But then... My other major geek pet peeve is when people really just completely miss the point of something and won't back down, which that's just internet culture and trolls and morons and mm-hmm. that, the type of people that read the headline but not the actual article. You yeah. don't know what the hell you're talking about. But, like, there are people, there. there's uh, two new Captain America comics out. 
And there are people like, well, why, when did Captain America become political? Since day one. Yeah. Because he's Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's going to be some politics in here from the beginning. Yeah. Issue one, he's literally punching Hitler. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, it's right here, and it's always been here. Yeah. Well, I don't remember him saying this. All right, let me find examples from his beginnings. From every decade, we can find examples where he said, hey, here's the, the moral line. I'm going to hold it. Yep. Even if it's not popular, I'm going to hold it. Even if you disagree with me. Like, it's always been there. And then someone, someone uh, recently said... Uh, well, when did Star Wars become political? And someone's like, it's in the title. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you put wars in there, it's political. Yep. There's going to be some points being made. And it's just, you know, it's the people that read the headline and make knee-jerk reactions to it, but haven't read the actual article or any thoughts to it. Mm-hmm. What would I see? Um Oh, crap. I can't remember. It, it, some, someone with a Punisher logo that clearly has never read a comic in their life. Yeah. And just completely misunderstanding it. I was like, I give up at this point. Mm-hmm. But the, the, so I, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but my current understanding is you cannot copyright a skull. I, so like Marvel, like Batman. Okay. So like the reason why Batman got the yellow, behind there was because they couldn't copyright just the bats uh, no. uh, silhouette of a bat. So yeah. Putting the yellow behind it, they could copyright that. Yep. So Marvel was never able to copyright the skull because it's just a skull and that's how it kind of got loose and it's too late now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it yeah, that drives me nuts when uh, certain groups appropriate geek properties and then the geek said geek property has to change because of said group. Well, uh, all right, and, and it sounds horrible, but all right. So the rumor is there's going to be a Joker 2. Yeah. And the rumor is also that Lady Gaga will be playing Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm very curious to see Lady Gaga play Harley Quinn. They were even saying it might be a musical. And hmm. I forget the name of, and I should have looked it up because I made the point earlier in the week and I can't remember. There's that opera that the singers dressed up like a sad clown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I could see a way that you could do this as a tragedy. But we have, we, like I had any part of it, the character of Harley Quinn has come so far from being Joker's girlfriend mm-hmm. and they've done extensive stories of that is an abusive relationship and that was horrible and she shouldn't have been in there and she needs to be stronger to get out of that and let's support her. And then she ends up in the comics and, and other media and her relationship with Poison Ivy, which is beautiful and loving for both of them. And then here we go and throw Joker and Harley together again. Yeah. Like, that's even DC and Warner missing the but point. Maybe, maybe they'll do justice to it. And honestly, Lady Gaga is an amazing actress. She and is. And she is just, yeah. 
and she's just such a beautiful soul and she's come so far from being known as that woman who wore a meat suit kind of thing you know Mm-hmm. So, I well, mean, I, honestly, I'd be super excited to see her in that and what they could do. But I don't think she would allow them to do anything because she's very vocal about her roles. Yeah. So. I I have no doubt in her at all. My doubt is just like a writing thing. Like if they're doing it as an abuse story and her coming out of it, that could be amazing. If they're doing it as like... R-rated superhero natural-born killers. I don't know that I want that. Yeah. The the only thing with that, though, is I, I, I don't mind them doing stuff like that as long as they're willing to do other things with the Joker at the same time. Uh, by that, mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, in the next Batman movie, you know, it's, you know, like, thank God they cut that scene out. Because I, I don't know what they were thinking, but I did not like the way the Joker looked in that in that deleted scene or whatever. Um, hopefully they'll redo that. Uh, but you can have that Joker, and then you can also have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, well, I... Because my, my kid was asking me stuff about... Well, who's Joker? Who is he really? What's what's the real story? Because depending yeah. on what you watch, you know, he has he's had multiple identities and stuff like that over the years. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to him, and I, I can't really for his age, but my current attitude of Joker is that, like, Joker is DC's Loki. It's yeah. not really a person. It's not like it's Joe Chill or... or Joseph Kerr or whatever the hell that became the Joker. It's more like, here's the spirit of mischief, this trickster God that takes a human form, does its business, and then on to the next thing, which is why he can always change and adapt with the times and have different appearances and always comes back from the dead because it's not just a human that had a bad day. It's something more to it as well. Yeah. I love that. I, I love the way that you put that. That's that's actually a really neat way to put it. Well, I and they've they've kind of did like I know Scott Snyder like his I want to say it was like his last storyline or before Commissioner Gordon became Batman. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. But he did this thing where like um, you know Batman was trying to figure out who the Joker was, and you know he came across these old photos from like the eighteen hundreds and. Uh, you could see the Joker, like, in the background uh, mm-hmm. in some of these, like, old photos and old paintings and stuff from Gotham's past. And, um, you know, is it the Joker? Was it Photoshop? They never really... I don't think he ever found out. Because, um, like, back, you know, back in the day, they just called him the Pale Man. Like, he wasn't known as the Joker. Um, and then also DC did... A, it was Black Label, but I I thought it was a good story. It was the Three Jokers. Um, yeah, which I thought was really cool. Like I, I, I really liked that story. Um, and I think they were gonna make a canon, but then they were like, no. Uh, and the Jeff Johns was kind of on the out, so they made it a black label storyline. But well, they they are not willing to commit, but they do mm-hmm. play with yeah. it. Like yeah. there's a uh, the Hero Clicks game. 
um, most of your characters are set. They'd say like, okay, Batman has like 10 for intelligence, eight for strength, you know, five for speed or whatever heck it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty much set. The Joker one, though, you roll the dice to decide his powers in that moment for that game. Because he's always changing and always adapting. So they even yeah. factored it into the game. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, excellent. All right. Um, so last question before the Flash questions. Uh, what is your most treasured item in your geek collection? Lillian, what is your most treasured item? Oh. Um... Oh dear. Um, I uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking around my house, going, um, probably I don't know. It's probably something someone's made for me. Like, um, I have a beautiful crocheted mandrake from one of my best friends. Um, I don't know. I think when I look at the items that I treasure the most, they're, I've got a, a gorgeous, uh, drawing made by a friend of mine, an Astro Boy drawing that I love that I have framed. Um, nice. I just, huh? I said nice. Oh, I also have a fan. No, my son's like, what? Oh, sorry. He's like, <laughs> he told me, uh, my son, uh, I also have one of my favorite artists. I have a beautiful uh, Final Fantasy IX mage uh, as well that I love, and actually cool. anything Final Fantasy. But when I when I think about it, it's pretty much the things that I had made for me that I just treasure the most because they're unique and they're mine. So mm-hmm. excellent. I got so much. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have to say one of my USS Enterprises. I wish I had the little Ferengi ship that I had when I was younger, and I'm looking to go buy one of those because I love that thing. But yeah, yeah, I like the I like the Ferengi Marauder. I like those. Aren't they pretty? They are. I, I wish I wish they would have shown up more in Star Trek. Like they completely disappeared. We need more Ferengis in general. Well, it's crazy because Deep Space Nine had more Ferengis, but you never saw them. Like you only saw them in the Ferengi shuttles. Like I I don't know what happened to their ships, but. Anyway, uh, no, those were some uh, some excellent choices. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what is the most treasured item in your geek collection? I would probably, because I'm looking, you know, I'm doing the, like, you know, if I could only rescue, like, one or two things yeah. idea. No. Sure. Um, I would probably grab my little speedball collection first. Um. So, always been my favorite hero. I was going to say, like, Marvel Speedball? Marvel Speedball. I have um, my ex, when you painted him, um, she did a painting class and did a painting of it. Oh. Of him. So, I have that. So, that's literally one of a kind for it. Yeah. And then um, comic stores getting all sorts of, like, flyers and promotions and stuff like that. And I know for mine, like... They'll just give them away or throw them out when they're done. Like, they don't need, you know, 20 posters a month for different titles. Um, and I ended up getting one, like, five years ago, maybe. So oh, I don't okay. know what store had it hiding in their back room or whatever. It's, like, just an 11 by 17 thing that would have gone in a window promoting it. 
But I was just like, no one has this. Like, absolutely no one has this. So I was so excited for it. I have um, a Fred Hembeck sketch for Speedball 2 on, like, a, a baseball card size thing. And then I'm super jealous right now because people are showing pictures of their figures because he finally got a figure. Uh, they're showing pictures of their figures showing up in the mail. That's awesome. So it means it's out now, so i got to try yeah. to find it. <laughs> yeah. But that was just, like, when I started reading comics, that was the first brand new hero I read. Like, I picked up Spider-Man stuff and, you know, heroes that already existed. But that was the first one of, like, hey, this never this guy never existed beforehand. So he was my first, like, debut character, and it just stuck with me. And no one cares about him either, so there's not a ton of merchandise or anything. So it's like I have, like, this private little collection for him that no one else has. Excellent. Um, I just want to say, like, I hope we caught all, all of it, because halfway through the discussion, the recorder stopped and then started again. Um, so I apologize if I if I cut out any of your speedball um, <laughs> discussion, but uh, no, uh, the, the, yeah, he's he's an awesome character. He's one I've always enjoyed, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm still hoping we get like a, a new Warriors comic, not the one that they were talking about like two years ago, but yeah, uh, uh, you know, an original, you know, the original series. Um, all right. So I have some flash questions for you both. Uh oh. All right. So, um, I'll start with Lillian and then Kevin, you can also answer. Um, let's do this. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Lately Coke. Coke Zero, actually. Kevin? Pepsi. Pepsi, Pepsi and Pepsi products, um, like Mountain Dew, you know, all the flavors and all. However, um, my mom's side of the family is absolutely hooked on Diet Coke. Hmm. So um, anytime I am, like, super stressed about family, you know, uh, someone's sick, someone's in the hospital, something like that. If I can't travel home to see them, I'll go out and buy Diet Cokes. Okay, that's kind of adorable. (laughs) So it makes me feel the connection. Excellent. All right, Kevin. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Lillian? Star Trek. All right. (laughs) Um, I like it that you guys are... uh, um, uh, picking different polar opposites right now. Yeah, because uh, yeah, both love the Princess Bride. R- Ragnar and I were pretty much the same on everything except for the last one. All right, oh. so the next one, uh, Lillian, Doctor Who or Doctor Strange? <gasps> oh gosh, um, oh dear, um, there's only one Doctor Strange. There's dozens. Of doctors. Oh, shut up, child. Silence. <laughs> Silencio. I did not just talk. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say shut up. That was very hard. I'm in a, I'm in a dilemma right now. Doctor Who versus Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor Who. 
Um, I love Doctor Strange, but I, I have better memories with Doctor Who. Years worth. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And Kevin. <sighs> Doctor Who. Um, All right. And I, I'm not like, I mean, I like Doctor Who, but I dropped off right before um, Capaldi. Okay. Right yeah. after Capaldi. Same. Um, and nothing against him. It's just, you know, like it was, it was kind of time. I, I want to go back to it, but God knows when. Um, but like, Doctor, I, I've enjoyed Doctor Strange in all the Marvel appearances, mm-hmm. but really, um, he's, he's more of like the supporting character that has to get the story going. Like he's the necessary supporting character. He's a, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, but like a deus ex machina mm-hmm. to get stuff going. But like, all right, Endgame, he's there, but it's to support Tony Stark in that story. He's supporting Spider-Man. He's supporting America. Like he's, yeah, you know, he, he's needed for it. But there were moments for Doctor Who. So I did um, Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith. Um, there was stuff in there that I had to pause while watching it and go, holy shit. I don't know if I'm mentally able to handle what's about to happen. Yep. There was just some stuff in those. There, that yeah. There's been active mind. moments of just weeping and you'll never forget those moments ever. Probably. Right, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, <laughs> the knocks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Just wrecks you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wrecks you. And then brilliant stuff of like, And I'm not the type to remember, like, what episode was what for stuff. But brilliant stuff like, oh, hey, those are all the movies I have in my apartment. (laughs) And and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, what a brilliant freaking mystery that was here all along, but I couldn't figure it out. And this is amazing. Um, And then, okay, we're going to change. All right, will I like it as much? Yep. Yep, I did. <laughs> hey, I will never have a moment watching Doctor Strange, no matter what happens, where that's the equal to, hey, at this time, we're going to get everyone in the world to say the same thing. Oh, I just got a little teary to think. Oh. <laughs> oh. Beautiful. I mean, it's funny. On We have one of those boards where you can change the letters around, and right now it says Dormammu, I have come to bargain. Um <laughs> So, I mean, there's stuff I quote from Doctor Strange, but it's not to the extent where I get giddy when I see a Cyberman, a dialect, mm-hmm. a run around going exterminate. Like, I, I, my son and I constantly be running around and be like, Jadoon Platoon on the moon, Barefoot on the moon. Um, like, there's random things that just, it's just happy memories of all these intense emotions from doctors and Donnas and, and companions and things, you know. So, I feel you so much, Kevin. Excellent. Well, <laughs> I got to say we're four for four because Ragnar and I also picked Doctor Who. Um, And I uh, actually today I went into, uh, I forget what it's called, the Celtic something. And uh, of course, you know, it's all British stuff. And um, I got a, I bought a weeping, little weeping angel statue uh, today. 
just because you let that in your house. Yeah. I have a weeping angel necklace, and I always forget which way it's turned when I wear it. I got it at my first Vulcan, I think, oh, and nice. I love that thing so much. And it spooks the ever loving hell out of people when it's turned the wrong way because it's got like this angry little angel on it. Yep. I don't think I could. Yeah, those I, are. Uh, I, 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 it's I like know gargoyles, it's though. Yeah, I know it's fiction. I don't think I could. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Batman or Superman? Oh, come on. That's not fair. <laughs> it depends on so many things. Um, right now, oh God, it depends on so many things. Right now, I'm going to say Batman, because right. I've been enjoying watching Batman things with my son mm-hmm. recently. That's been loads of fun. Yep. And based on oh. based on your recommendation, I just ordered uh, Batman Brave and the Bold on Blu-ray. Oh, Brave and the Bold, so good. Yeah. So good. It's so much fun. It's like the lightest, like they're well, still serious, there's still stuff, but it's probably like the, the most bright, colorful version of Batman since Adam West. Yeah, and I mean it. It to me, it's it's not you know like I haven't watched it yet, but it it looks like it's uh, checking off all the right boxes. The only crappy thing is you can't stream it in Canada, so I literally had to like I don't like buying physical media anymore because you know uh, you know I got too much crap already. Uh, but you can't stream it anywhere in Canada, um, and it w- and it was cheaper to buy it from Amazon than it was to buy it from iTunes or whatever they call it now. because yeah. And also on iTunes, they don't have season two. Like, they have season one and season three, but not season two. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. But, yeah. So, uh, now, if you ask this question next time, the answer could change. Because um, mm-hmm. apparently this weekend we're going to watch Superman Red Sun. Oh, I haven't seen I that one. I haven't watched it yet. I know what the story is. Yep. And I'm hoping I don't regret it. But my son is very concerned about Russia. Ah, uh, yeah. I love this. Um, I need to meet your kid someday. He sounds amazing. Yep, he's very concerned about it. So he knows this story, Superman Red Sun, for anyone listening that doesn't know. The idea is, what if instead of crash landing in Kansas, in Smallville, he landed in Moscow? And yep. then that baby's raised in a communist state and how would the world change the world DC and, you know, you have a super weapon in USSR, like what would the world be different for it? So because of the Russian time, my kid really wants to watch it this weekend. He's super curious about it. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, part of me wants to watch it first, but he is adamant. Like, no, we have to watch it for first time together. Yeah. Just because I'm like, there's going to be some questions that come up that I am not a historian and I may not be able to answer. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be kind of tough. No, no, he's very concerned. Like, why? How come someone just doesn't, like, kill Putin? I was like, who do you think is going to get <laughs> in there? I don't know. Why, why don't we just, like, fly over? I'm like, they would find a plane before even reach Moscow, buddy. Yeah. Well, what if they flew, like, really high? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> There's real technology, and there's, like, what you've seen in movies. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, Lillian, same question. Batman or Superman? Batman. 100% Batman. Always will be ever Batman. I love Batman. 
Excellent. So much love, Batman. I mean, I like Superman, too. He's awesome. Within reason. He's an entitled alien. But Batman, 100%. Well, I, and Ragnar and I uh, kind of agreed that the thing with Superman, like the thing with Batman is there's so much, you know, he's limited to what he can do do that he has you know he has to think his way through things and and you know his rogues gallery is just awesome whereas superman like i mean he's just the strongest guy and you know like yeah he has to learn his humanity left distant it's like that rich kid who has to learn their humanity lessons by hitting rock bottom or doing something stupid and trusting the wrong person whereas batman's just got everything excellent all right Last of the Flash questions, Lillian, Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Uh, Lord of the Rings, only because I haven't read the books from Game of Thrones. I have read most of the books in Lord of the Rings, um, and we own all of them. And at the same time, if it was Game of Thrones, it would be before season five, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe, like... We'll take the, if we took the good parts of Game of Thrones before it got stupid, maybe, but still, Lord, you know, Lord of the Rings is something that I am not the person to sit and watch the extended edition, but I am the person who will sit and watch it or will cry the minute she hears the, any song from Lord of the Rings or, oh, wait, scrap that. Never mind. Hold still. Lord of the Rings, obviously, because of the fact Leonard Nimoy sings the Hobbit song. That is Boom, true. Done. That is true. And I grew up with the cartoon Lord of the Rings where he was the narrator and he played Gandalf and it is forever ingrained in my brain and it makes me happy. So Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, same question. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Um, I, I did watch probably half, maybe a little more of Game of Thrones. And I, I, like I can, well, to, to that point, <laughs> to the point I watched... I can respect it and enjoy it for what it is, but I never felt like, oh, I got to read these books or, oh, I can't wait to go through it again. But I've been, you know, anytime I see a Lord of the Rings thing show up on something else, you know, YouTube video or whatever, I'm like, I really got to sit down and rewatch those. Mm -hmm. I really got planned out and rewatch them. And it's been too long and I bet I'll notice things. I've not once thought, I really got to watch Game of Thrones again. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I used like when they when like they would have a season, and then they would come out on Blu-ray before the next season. I'd buy it, I'd rewatch it, and then watch the new season. And that's what I would do, except for the last like two seasons. I like couldn't. I didn't rewatch them. I bought them because I had to. Because I'm just like when I start a collection, I have to complete it. Otherwise, it's gonna bother me. Um. But when it came to rewatching, no, I just, eh. But yeah, those Lord of the Rings extended editions, I love them. Like they just made the movie so much better. But you are the crazy. You I, are the crazy. I am. I am. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. Um, but like it's been like about ten years since I've done a rewatch of Lord of the Rings. Um, so yeah, it is on my to-do list, but I usually, I, I, I piece it out. Like, you know, like I'll watch an hour and then I'll come back to it and, you know, kind of like, like TV episodes. Like I, 
Like, I can't just sit there and watch, like, all four hours of, you know, each movie. Uh, because they're extended editions, but uh, I just, I have to piece them out. Because, uh, yeah, I just can't. It's just too much. Um, all right. Well, that is it for the Flash questions. Um, so I have actually some listener feedback. Uh, and I'm, I'm bringing this up with you guys because you were on this episode with me. Uh, and this was the episode of Geek Fallout. I can't remember the week. It was a... a maybe a month ago it's when we were talking about uh it's when kenobi just started maybe it's two weeks ago um and there was the you know the actress uh moses ingram uh was receiving a lot of flack and so on and so forth and we we had a discussion about it um about uh you know star wars fans and all that kind of stuff and anyway uh, one of our listeners, Dave Kish, who, who uh, I used to podcast with every once in a while. Sometimes he, he does a segment for the Christmas special. Uh, he had this to say, Hey Chris, I'll tell you what I'm, I'll tell you what I'm 28 minutes into the episode. And I hear you guys talking about star Wars complainers. And I was so impressed at how genuinely sweet and compassionate you all are. It is great to hear that. There's a Facebook group that is a Star Wars anti-jerk group. Its name is a little offensive, so if you want to know which one it is, let me know. But they just booted a guy out for being a complainer. Because their whole point is, no, we're Star Wars fans, but we're not jerks. So you give me a lot of, of those vibes, and I guess you always have, and it's really nice to hear where those things are addressed directly. Keep up the great work. Um, so yeah. That was from Dave. He, he liked what we had to say about uh, about uh, all the Star Wars Thank shenanigans. Thank you, Dave. I'd like to think we're pretty awesome humans, so that makes me really happy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not all Star Wars fans are toxic, as as we proved, you know. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think before we go, let, uh, let's do a quick brain candy uh, segment. Um so this is the segment where we discuss things that we're watching and so on and so forth. So if, if there's anything you want to throw out there, by all means. Um, I had something that I was going to talk about. And I can't. Oh, uh, Ms. Marvel. Um, I yeah, wa- you messaged me. You enjoyed yeah, it. I did. I, you know, like when, to be honest, when I saw the trailer, I I said to myself, this might be one that I might skip. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a chance. And I liked it, and I liked it so much that I uh, asked my daughter to watch it. Because, uh, you know, the character uh, of Kamala reminds me a lot of my daughter. Like, they're pretty much the same age, uh, you know, going through similar things. Like, you know, my da- you know my daughter's not an Avengers fan, but she is an anime fan, and, and she draws anime, and... and you know, likes to cosplay when we go to conventions as anime characters. So it, you know, like Kamala really reminded me a lot of her. And to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about Ms. Marvel. Like I know in the comics, she's an inhuman and that the whole, that whole Terrigen Mist thing was how she got her powers. So, you know, on the show, it's a little bit different and I'm cool with that because, you know, like they tried to make the inhumans a thing, but it just didn't work. Um, 
although it was great seeing Black Bolt and Doctor Strange. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed Ms. Marvel. I thought, uh, you know, it was a, it was definitely different. It was light and, and a lot of fun. And, uh, I'm actually wondering, like, what, if, uh, I kind of suspect that she was snapped during the blip. Um, I kind of think that's why, well, I understand like, you know, with her culture and stuff, like parents are over, you know, overprotective when it comes to their daughters. I mean, pretty much every culture is like that. Um, but I kind of think that, you know, cause her brother seemingly is so much older than her, like, cause he's got the big beard and everything. I kind of think that she disappeared for five years. Um, and now that she's back, like her parents are really overprotective of her. Um, so that, that's kind of my, my little theory about what's going on. Um, and I hope they do address it. Like that's something I kind of wish the Marvel shows would do a little bit more is cause you would think like, if you meet somebody new, you would ask them like, Hey, were you, were you blipped? You know, like if you lived in that world, that would be just like, you know, something that I think everyone would talk about you know, when they meet somebody new, like, Hey, were you gone for five years? Like me or were you, were you here? Um, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying Ms. Marvel. Um, and I'm sorry, Lillian, that you, you're not enjoying the boys, but I, I love it. I, I've been, I don't think, it, I think I'd say I'm not enjoying it. I think I made the mistake of reading about the season and some of the shocking stuff that happened. Yeah. And then, when I started watching the first year, I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to be in the right mindset to watch this. Yeah. Because, holy cow, they sure started that. <laughs> Whoa. I even yeah. I was watching a clip, and Jensen Ackles uh, was commenting about how, because he wasn't in that scene, he totally forgot that was something that happened. Yeah. So when he was watching it, all of a sudden, he's just like, man, dear Lord, need well, therapy. I, I think you're talking about the scene what I, I that I'm thinking of is... It, with, with the termite? Yeah, with the with the yeah. butt the butt scene. Yeah. Um, well, it's, yeah, with the, the the killing of his boyfriend. Yeah, and I think it because that was I think the reason why they did that was because that was like one of the things that they were saying with the, leading into Avengers Endgame that that's one way they could defeat Thanos is for Ant Man to jump up yeah. his butt and then become Giant Man. Yeah. Um, oh, good lord! Which <laughs> I, I really think the boys saw that like the writers and they were like, we're gonna do that on our show. I do um, want to watch it. I need to, um, I, I think I'd rather watch it with Dan. So when my kids go away this summer to their stepdads or their dads, um, yeah. then it's something, cause we can't watch it with, with little kids. Yeah. So like, it's one thing oh, when yeah. Gwen goes to bed, but not with mm. the teenage daughter. Michael would be okay. Like probably, but still it's super uncomfortable. Oh uh, yeah. Some of the yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So with no kids around, we'll probably knuckle down and get her done. Yeah. So yeah, I've been enjoying the boys. I've been enjoying Obi-Wan and um, like, ah, uh, you know, everyone's talking about the, the Darth Vader versus the Inquisitor scene last episode. It was so awesome. Like, you know, say what you will about what Disney's done with Star Wars. And I shared this, this meme to tonight. Uh, but I love what they're doing with Darth Vader. Like they made Darth Vader really cool. Um, and last is that the part where he was f- with the, the ship and the stuff and yeah, when, when, yeah. uh, she's trying to kill him and he doesn't even like 
uses lightsaber. Like, that was cool. You know, it, it really reminded me of Kill Bill Volume 2 when, uh, you know, uh, what uh, Uma Thurman is, is training under Paimei. And, you know, she has the sword and she's trying to get him and he's just, like, dodging, uh, you know, her strike so easily. That's exactly what it reminded me of. It was so cool. Um, and I gotta say, the new season of The Orville, so awesome. The it, You know, like we said this on Trek 1701, it's the best It's the best Star Trek show on right now, even though it's not Star Trek. It, it is Star Trek. It's got the the spirit and heart of, like, TNG and Voyager. Like, it's so good. Uh, Lillian, what do you have this week for brain candy? The Orville, obviously. Super excited when that dropped. We were like, I'm so happy. Yep. Um, and I love that, you know, it's interesting to see how they are dealing with the fact that the Kalons were a bunch of douches. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Just, I mean, I, I actually was really sad when I saw the beginning because the voice of Yafet passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Norm MacDonald. Um, I was like, yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that goes in the future. But super glad that's back. We've been watching that. Um, and then my brother told me to go and watch this show. This one's, if I had to do it with like a pick and a pan type thing, my little brother told me to go watch Shorzy, which uh, was on <laughs> Crave. And I was I was not prepared for the amount of language. I should have been prepared. It's a hockey show. Come on. It's, oh. it's a letter kind of spin off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was, uh, I had to turn it off just because the language is so inappropriate. I just couldn't handle it while the kids are around. So my brother did tell me it's amazing, but it's not something I can watch right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, uh, that was fun. Um, and then, let me think. What else have I been up to? Not much. Honestly, it's been a pretty quiet. We're getting ready for a giant wine party at work. So aside from that, I'm finishing a college course. Life's been kind of just NCIS, and that's about it. Excellent. Although uh, I'm really actually – I am kicking myself, and I didn't realize my husband didn't understand what I was talking about when I was talking about it. Um, I wanted to go see the Top Gun movie in theaters because it is now blitzed past Doctor Strange, mm, and yeah. it is amazing. And it was in our theater this week. And when I said to my hummy, "Do you want to go see Doctor? Do you want to not Doctor? Do you want to go see uh, Top Gun?" And he was like, "Eh, yeah, sure. You know, I kind of yeah, maybe." I forgot to say, by the way, it's playing in town till Thursday. <laughs> it's gone now. I can't watch it in theaters now. Yeah. So with, to make up for that, we're gonna go see Dinosaurs. Yeah, I he think... says he feels bad for it too. So that's also a nice thing when I know that he is genuinely sorry. Yeah. But that that it made me so happy. So that's playing in your local this weekend? What, the dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah, it yep. started today. Yeah, same here. Like, um, Top Gun ended Thursday, and yeah, now it's Jurassic World, whatever it's called. I, I, I'm not sure, but yeah. I don't know, I just want to go see dinosaurs. I, yeah, and I, wa I still wanted to go see Top Gun. We were going to go see it, but uh, my wife wasn't feeling good last night. Last night was the only night we could go to it, so yeah. But that's something definitely going to own it. I'm not even going to think about not even renting. I'm going to own it because I heard it's amazing. And I watch Top Gun religiously once a year. Like when you were thinking of favorite movies, it's up there. It's something I've watched once a year, at least, you know, so that's 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 one I have to watch. I've never actually watched that one. So what? That's right. We've had this discussion. Yeah. You need to go watch the gay movie. Um, The gay movie. It is a gay iconic movie. I'm sorry. Nope. OK, I, it is I, a, I, it's I a well-known gay movie. Oh, I, I did not know that. 
It's um, men in white tidy whities running around. Come on. Um, I haven't seen the Godfather trilogy either. That neither I, have I. I own it. My sister bought it for me one year, and she said, "You have to watch this because I'm a Sopranos fan." And she's like, "How can you be a Sopranos fan and not have watched The Godfather?" Uh, and I still haven't watched it, so it's 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 sitting there uh, in my DVD. Maybe collection. that's something we can do over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we should we should watch The Godfather and then do it do a podcast or something. Um, I was going to quickly say, uh, Norm Macdonald. From what I understand, he uh, did all his voiceover work for the Orville for this season, uh, prior, prior to his passing, uh, because I guess half the season was filmed before COVID and then the other half was filmed after COVID. Um, so it, and it's been in the can for like, I want to say at least a year. Um, cause they kept changing it, didn't they? Yeah. And, and I'm, I don't know. They haven't said that that there's going to be a fourth season. I'm hoping if this season does well, that they're going to, you know, do a fourth season. Um, because yeah, this, so far this season has just been great. I, uh, you know, I can't say enough great things about it. Um, and Kevin, what do you have this week for brain candy? All right. Um, I mentioned a book last episode. I finished that. I have to mm. write up a review for it. And I think I'm going to put part of the review behind like a password or something. Um, so it was the uh, Maitland Ward, who's on Boy Meets World, and now mm-hmm. does adult films. It was her autobiography. Oh, okay. And a lot, a lot of stuff of just like, no, if you're mainstream, here's all the horrible, you know, here's all, here's the ways we're going to treat you pretty much horribly. But, oh, you're trying to, you're doing this adult entertainment and you're in charge. No, no, no. We have a problem with that. Well, yeah, I remember you talking about this, and it sounded really good. Yeah, and her, because there's there's some stuff where I'm like, all right, like you're you're playing it up for a certain audience, and I'm not that audience for this. But then there's other parts where I'm like, all right, yeah, you were treated worse by the mainstream companies and people than you were with what is supposed to be, you know, trashy and morally wrong and, you know, all that crap. Um, stuff where, like, you know, on, on a set, like, you know, movie TV set, and food slapped out of her hand. Because they're like, oh, no, you, you got to wear a bikini, you know, in next week's show, so put down the cookie. Like, just, you know, horrible treatment for women for it. But then, here, let me go do an adult movie, and everyone's, you know, friendly and and comforting and helpful and all for it. I was mm-hmm. like, this is crazy. Yep. Um, and and then she she doesn't tell, but there's uh like a chapter long story of someone that she had a relationship with that is an actress, and it sounds like a known one. Um. And is super in the closet and too scared to do anything about it. So in the chapter, it's like, I had to change a lot of information. So you do not know who this is. But Mm. like part of the story, though. Yeah. And I'm just, God, that's so sad. Like we, you know, I wanted to talk about this person who's important to my life. 
but we have to jump through all these hoops because she is so scared of being outed. I was like, geez, that's awful for, and uh, you know, this is one story. I'm sure it happens all the time. So other than certain things where I'm like, all right, that was, you're, I'm not, God, how do I word this? I'm reading this as an interesting autobiography. I'm not reading this to be turned on. Mm -hmm. So other than some stuff like that where I'm like, all right, you're going too far for it. Really enjoyed the book for everything that she was, you know, she comes across very well in it. Um, flip side for things, I ended up watching Batman Hush, and I had not read the graphic novel, so I did not hmm. know what was coming. Oh my gosh, that was good! Excellent. So the 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 DC animated just hits. They're so I have not watched one that I didn't like. Awesome. Um, and I did so. I I don't know how much YouTube crosses over. For U.S. and Canada, like how much is the same and how much is slightly different. But um, one of my kids' favorite YouTubers right now is the various Mr. Beast channels. And I guess if you get rid of like any corporate accounts, he's, you know, still like you get rid of like Marvel's account or like Xbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's number two on all of YouTube for subscribers. Huh. Um. So he has videos, it's like him and another guy in a studio room, and they just play funny videos, and they try not to laugh. Yeah. And it's something like, okay, every time you laugh, you know, here's a pile of money, and every time you laugh, I take away $100. You know, yeah. stupid stuff like that. But the absolutely insane thing that he did about a month ago that we just watched is he recreated, did I tell you this before? He recreated the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory? I think so. I th- I. This this rings a bell to me. Okay. Yeah, like, actually sent out golden tickets in his chocolate bars that he sells on his website. And if you got one, you were invited to go and compete. And you actually, like, he set up everything. And whoever won it actually got to win the warehouse at then, too. Hmm. And I, I just, I just want to know what to do to have this kind of money in my life. Yeah. <laughs> set up crazy stuff like that. Um... And then, uh, not the usual comic stuff, because I'm, I'm woefully behind on that, but one came through work, and it looks so cute, I had to get it. And it's a kid's graphic novel called Garlic and the Vampire. So, the idea is, it's sort of like a... You could say, like, a Lord of the Rings era, um, Game of Thrones era, I'll compare it to Bone, but just, you know, this kind of fantasy medieval time frame and this witch that has a farm in order to help work her land creates little like anthropomorphized humanoid vegetables for some of them so there's a walk and talking carrot and you know they're kind of like her kids they wear clothes they grow up they you know they got glasses they got hats you know all sorts of stuff there's carrot and celery and you know, all little characters and they kind of help and they're kind of her kids. Well, they notice that someone has moved in to a abandoned cabin and they theorize that there's a vampire living in there because who would move into a random cabin? What must be evil presence must be a vampire. Yeah. 
who are you going to have investigate this but garlic because the vampire is going to hate garlic anyways yeah so garlic is like a little vegetable girl that's full of anxiety and doubt and has no confidence in herself so it's her story of okay i recognize that because i'm garlic i'm the only one that can do this but i'm scared to death to do it but i have to be brave for my family yeah I was like, this is just a wonderful little, like, I'm enjoying the hell out of this, but I would put this in classrooms. Yeah. This just beautiful, adorable little story. It was so much fun. Um, It's light. There's, you, you know, it's tense, but not scary. Amazing. And just so I, I it's supposed to be a series. I don't know how long it's going to take, but so just beautiful. And everything came out in like one, like 100, 120 page graphic novel for the first part of it. But adorable little thing. They're just like I haven't seen anything about it anywhere else. It just randomly showed up at work. Hmm. Awesome. So, sounds good. Um, I know I recently speaking of of uh, books that are comics that should be in the classroom. Um, I just recently got a copy of Mouse. Uh, I've never Ooh, read it. Yes. So. You know, I just know all the controversy that was being taken out of libraries and blah, blah, blah. Um, so when I seen it at the bookstore, I grabbed it right away. Because I know, like, even just trying to order it, it's hard to get in. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I got to delve into that. And then also when you were talking about, uh, you know, the Boy Meets World um, actress, it kind of reminded me of uh, a book that I'm going to be reading or probably listening to actually i think i'll get it through audible um my kids when they were younger were really into iCarly and uh Jeanette McCurdy uh, well she does a podcast but she also uh is putting out a book this summer and i think it's called so i'm glad my mom died um oh and it's about basically like from what i understand like her mom was you know from what i've uh read about um you know because uh, she talks about it on her podcast i guess her mom was one of them uh you know show moms like where you know she really pushed her and you know made her you know lose weight and and do this and do that to, you know be basically become famous and she supported her family and so on and so forth and then her mom ended up dying of cancer um and then after that she just kind of gave up acting and and is doing her own thing. I think she does like behind the scenes stuff, uh, like production and so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah, I just thought, you know, that the title of that book just kind of like grabbed me. I was like, Oh, that is something I have to check out. Um, and, uh, see what it's all, what it's all about. Um, again, like, I guess, I guess I've seen, a, you know, a f quite a few episodes of iCarly just cause my kids were watching it. So, um, and sh I know they did a re like they have a reboot. I think that's on Paramount Plus right now, and um, she's not in it. Um, her character, and uh, so anyway, yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see what that book. But it doesn't come out until August, so I got to wait a couple months. But uh, all right, well, I think we could call this podcast. Uh, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And Lillian, where can we find you? I got it. 
got to unmute myself because my noisy humans. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel. That's talking without an A. Come and say hello. Um, and I will probably respond because I'm randomly more active on there now. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's fun. Come and say hello. Excellent. And Kevin, where can we find you? You can find my blog is at maskedlibrary.com, at maskedlibrary across most social medias. And I'm trying to get going on my own podcasting and writing again soon and just finding the time for it. So hopefully there will be a good update for that in next episode or two. Excellent. And um, we will be doing uh, new episodes of Geek Fallout. Uh, we didn't have one this, this week. Um but, uh, you know, we didn't really have a lot of geek news to talk about anyway. So um, Geek Fallout will be back. And if you're following me on Trek 1701, this summer uh, we're doing a series called uh, Three View. Uh, so we're going to be looking at three different episodes of Star Trek from three different series um, picked by the podcasters. So for me, uh, like I'm going to be leading the first part um of the series so if you want to go watch tng's season four episode remember me uh the original series second season episode doomsday machine and the second season deep space nine episode necessary evil i think that's what it was called no 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 not necessary evil that's uh crap i completely forgot um but it's the one with uh, the flashback with Odo and Kira and, and when they're, you know, when she was a terrorist, um, I completely necessary evils TNG season one. I can't remember, um, what the episode is, but it's a season two episode of deep space nine. So if you want to check those episodes and then listen to us, talk about it, those episodes will be dropping probably in July. Um, all right. So on behalf of, Oh, I should say thank you, Kevin and Lillian for, uh, allowing me to poke and prod you and learn a little bit more about you. Um, this was, this was fun. I think this was a fun two part episode. Um, I learned a lot, you know, <laughs> Kevin and I may both have differing tastes in Coke and Pepsi, but we both are as indecisive about our favorite movies and pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. Well, thank you again. And thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to us talk on the Pop Culture Pub podcast. And we will see you again in the not too distant future. Bye.